0: Hello, folks. Welcome to Cinema City, A.K.A. Sin City. I'm your host, Stefan Eccles, and today is gonna be one of our hidden gem episodes. Uh, this is gonna be a segment of mine where I talk about movies that I'm a I'm a huge fan of that are that are excellent in my opinion, but I just don't think enough general audience members know about, have seen, have heard about, etc. Uh today's episode we're going to be talking about one of my all-time favorite movies, uh especially recent movies and uh especially who's starring in it. It's actually my favorite movie by them, but it's a it's a 2011's Drive. Uh, it's directed by Nicholas Winding Refn, and it stars Ryan Gosling as the driver or just driver. You actually don't know his name the entire movie. Um, it also stars Brian Cranston as Shannon. Uh, he's the friend of, of the driver. Albert Brooks as the antagonist as Bernie. Carey Mulligan as the love interest Irene. Oscar Isaac as Standard and Ron Perlman as Nino. Uh, a pretty, pretty big scumbag in the movie, Ron Perlman does that really well. Um, but as I said, uh, first things first, I am a massive Ryan Gosling fan. I know there's the Battle of the Ryans, Ryan Reynolds or Ryan Gosling, but I'm going to have to go with my man Gosling. He uh, He's my favorite. I love Ryan Reynolds, don't get me wrong, but Ryan Gosling, especially in this movie, when I first saw this movie, I became a diehard fan. Uh, his performance is excellent in the movie. Um, We'll we'll go over that here in a bit Uh, but uh, this is easily my favorite movie with him. Uh, The genre is a drama slash action crime movie which is pretty accurate honestly that it has drama first. Uh, It's rated R. Uh, It's definitely rated R for language, brutal violence. Uh, graphic violence, absolutely. Uh, its box office it made eighty one point four million dollars in America in theaters uh, on a budget of sixteen million. So it did pretty well. It did really, really well, especially for uh, it was an indie movie. You know, it wasn't a a, um, a big uh, release or anything like that when it came out. But among among film enthusiasts, this is a big one. You know, a lot of people who who follow movies love this movie drive um you know it it won all kinds of awards at sundance and um i mean it's got phenomenal critics reviews it's got good audience reviews not as high as the critics but um you know and we'll go over that here in a minute why it's synopsis i'm gonna have to read it from rotten tomatoes here it's pretty pretty darn long but it's driver ryan gosling is a skilled hollywood stuntman who moonlights as a getaway driver for criminals though he uh Though he projects an icy exterior, lately he's been warming up to the pretty neighbor named Irene, you know, played by Carrie Mulligan, and her young son Benicio, played by Caden Leos. Uh, when Irene's husband gets out of jail, he enlists Driver's help in a million dollar heist. The job goes horribly wrong, and Driver must risk his life to protect Irene Benicio from the vengeful masterminds behind the robbery. Like I said, pretty long. Uh, you know, this movie. You know, my thoughts on it. Let's get into my thoughts. First of all, I want to talk about the first time I actually watched this movie. Uh, it was in college. Uh, it was my freshman year, and I was in the, in the dorm with my buddy Gage Rowden. And uh, it was, you know, flipping through Netflix or whatever we were watching. And uh, we saw this movie, Drive. You know, it looked cool. The, the font on the poster looked really interesting. Uh, it's got this real neon vibe to it. Kind of, kind of '80s in a way, but this real, kind of, glossy vibe. And and me and Gage are really into that kind of stuff, so we clicked on it and we watched it, and um, it uh, it blew us away. We really enjoyed it, and we were kind of thrown off, really, because uh, we, you know, the synopsis on whatever Netflix, uh, you know, said it was some action crime thriller, and the trailer looked real actiony, but you know we we loved it but the reason we were kind of confused at first is cuz this really is a a, a two-part movie um the, the first half of the movie um let's start with the opening sequence so the opening sequence is absolutely phenomenally done i mean we pan into the driver you see his outfit his jacket in the movie his outfit i got to say i'm going to post photos of him uh, when i post the the episode uh, on facebook but i actually own the jacket i own that jacket um, i'm actually going as him for halloween this year so in a week i will be dressing just like him that's how much i love this movie but it pans into him in, in the in a hotel room and he's on the phone and all, all you hear is the uh, the basketball game going on on the tv but you hear him say his famous line that he always gives at the beginning of a job and I'm going to go over that uh, in the mild spoiler section. I don't want to give anything away just yet at the beginning of this. Um, but then what follows is, uh, you know, as we say, he's a getaway driver for criminals. This sequence of, of, of him, you know, waiting in the car after these guys, these criminals, these faceless guys, you don't know who they are and you don't know for the rest of the film. But, you know, it, it's just so intense and so well done that it sets the tone for what you think is about to come. <laughs> now, why this is, you know, why we were confused is because right after the opening sequence, the rest of the first half of this movie is really a, a, a very subtle, quiet, low-key love story between uh, Ryan uh, Ryan Gosling's character, the driver, and Carrie Mulligan, his neighbor. And the reason. It, it it's so jarring, especially after watching the trailer, which, you know, gives, gives this impression that at some fast and the furious movie, but after that opening sequence, how intense and beautifully well-constructed it is, it's just so, it's so odd to see this love story, and, you know, me and Gage were watching this, and we were like, huh, you know, it's, it's kind of a slow beginning, but it's very, very well done. It's a beautiful story, and the performances are great because, specifically Ryan Gosling, and I'll get to that here in a minute, but the second half of this movie is an absolute 180 from the first half of this movie. Uh, the first, you know, like I said, the the, the first half is, is like this surreal love story story. Um, you know, with this beautiful music which we 'll go over here in a minute, but the second half flips it on its head, becomes this graphic, brutal, violent movie that the violence just jumps out out of nowhere. you know it goes from just doing what it 's been doing to boom, you are in this moment of like I said, very graphic violence, and they complement each half complements each other so well um and not only that it really mirrors who driver is 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 a character now let's get into the performances cuz this is kind of uh, overlapping with what i'm talking about now ryan gosling gives a performance you know his character talks very little throughout this entire movie uh he is a character that you know your typical quiet type with heroes but the way it's done here is you know he's quiet you know not like this tough quiet guy he's quiet because he seems like very almost scared of who he is really you know and and he doesn't talk very much because he he doesn't want to get close to anyone what it doesn't even describe that in the movie this is just what you feel you know it's not some quiet type like i said some tough guy in a saloon who's just quiet and some gunslinger. No, it, it, it's a very vulnerable, you know, reclusive quiet. And, um, but when he does speak, you know, when he's, you know, when it's normal, when he does speak, he, he's very soft-spoken. Um, he's very, you know, uh, very specific with what he's saying. Um, but it's very sincere. It's always sincere when he's talking. Now, on the flip side of that, when it's moments of, 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 of rage or moments of <laughs> anger He is one of those that when he says something, it is very, very deliberate and spoken very specifically to where you know what this guy's thinking and you do not want to find out what he's about to do to you. It's such a great, cool performance. And again, with his outfit, I mean, this jacket that he's got on, which is apparently a metaphor for the movie. Um, He even does a a little speech at the end with with the villain, you know, talking about the scorpion. But the, his outfit is just so iconic. Uh, and he's got it on the whole movie. You know, there's there's parts here and there that, he you know, he's dressed a little differently. But this is his outfit. Uh, and it doesn't really explain why he wears it. Uh, this is just him. Uh, but a wonderful performance. It made me an instant fan of him. Uh, the next performance, you know, because he makes this movie, Ryan Gosling. Not only him, though. Albert Brooks is also the other side of that coin that really makes this movie good. Um, Albert Brooks is known for playing like really nice, funny, friendly people. Uh, he's actually the voice of Marlin, the dad fish in Finding Nemo. That's kind of his vibe in movies. But here, he puts in an amazing performance as the villain, Bernie. He is absolutely conniving, just not you know he, and he puts on this this persona of nonchalantly friendly but you know he will just do something horrible around the corner you know there's this moment when he finally meets the driver because you know I'm not going to give too many plot points away but there's this moment where um you know Shannon played by Brian Cranston's introducing them and Albert Brooks puts out his hand and the and driver just looks at it you know real subtle like he is and he goes uh, my hands are dirty that's all he says and Albert Brooks's response is, that's okay, so are mine. And it's that little moment when they first meet, like, driver knows this guy, Nah, not a fan of this guy. And Albert Brooks is letting him know mine are dirty too, buddy. Um, such a great performance, and he is, you really don't like the guy, uh, it, you know, it's just so weird, you know, you hear Finding Nemo and then you <laughs> watch him in this movie. And a lot of people say he was actually snubbed for a uh, Best Supporting Actor. Uh, that his performance was overlooked by the Academy, which they do probably every year. They give it to some movie no one's ever heard of, which some people haven't heard of this. But um, Another really good performance is Carrie Mulligan as Irene as his neighbor. She gives such a surreal, quiet, but very elegant performance. She is someone that um, she's almost mystical in how beautiful, but also low key she is. She's trying to raise this uh, raise her son. Her husband's in jail, and she, just like Ryan Gosling's character, her she doesn't speak very much either. And their relationship in the movie, a lot of times, is uh, is very visual. It's it's less spoken, and when they do speak, it's very, again, deliberate, it's meaningful, it's very sweet, um, but it's um very, very visual, because there'll be so many scenes where it's just them, and again, we'll go over the soundtrack in a minute, because there's a whole section for that, but this the music playing and the way they're looking at each other, and it's telling the story without saying anything, which is such a, ref- a, a refreshing take, you know. You don't have characters constantly talking. You just have these very surreal, beautiful moments between them. And you see the driver kind of find a place where he can, you know, be vulnerable. It's less reserved. He's 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 happy. He's smiling. And the relationship he builds with Benicio, the son, is definitely probably what holds it more together than their relationship even because that relationship he builds with benicio the son is uh is what the rest of the movie the second half really hangs on his motivation his love for her for sure but that that relationship with that kid is is the motivation behind all his decisions later um Oscar Isaac plays standard. He's the husband who's in jail who does get released. He gives a fine performance. Um, His performance isn't really something that um, you see a lot of. He's in the movie, you know, a short period, but, you know, it's a fine performance. And Oscar Isaac's great. This is right before he started to get really big, Uh, but he does give a fine performance. It's really good. Um, But he, uh, you know, he's also the reason that the driver makes certain decisions to, you know, to protect. Uh, this family um, Ron Perlman another great performance from him he, he's a snake in this movie is Nino uh, you know so Albert Brooks and him uh, Bernie and Nino uh, you know they work together and Albert Brooks's character his villain is someone you know like I said you kind of hate him but there's also moments where you like the guy too he's pretty likable you know I kind of take that back you know uh, the more I think about it he is likable until the moment you hate him and you're like oh man it's weird and you know he does things and you can see he's conflicted about doing things but Ron Perlman's character is your typical scumbag. I mean, he's absolutely a nightmare. And a lot of the a lot of the decisions that uh, Albert Brooks has to do is because of the you know the screw-ups of Ron Perlman's character trying to you know it's all about money and and you know just a, a total snake but he does really good in the movie. So let's get to uh let's get to the soundtrack because we're talking about characters in this movie, and it, the music in this movie that's chosen is in itself its own character, because without the soundtrack, this movie wouldn't be what it is. Uh, it, it, it's really elevated, and the movie's fine. Don't get me wrong, it's a wonderful movie, But the soundtrack, the music chosen in every scene, the whole time, just it, it, it's two pieces to a puzzle that, that really make a beautiful picture. So it's a the vibe of the whole soundtrack is a very synth, synth wave, neon lights vibe. Okay. I wanna say eighties, but not so much eighties. It's just that vapor wave synth. Um in eighties too, you'll get an eighties vibe from it, but um some very, very noticeable ones, uh songs that are chosen is the opening sequence is is uh scored by uh, it's by the chromatics is is the group's name and the, the title of the song is tick of the clock now this beat i i actually have it saved on my playlist it, it's so there's no words but this literally this is the opening sequence in terms of uh what kind of music is going to be played and it sets the tone and it's perfect for this very intense you know uh, chase from the police while they're doing this, you know, by these two criminals. He's the getaway driver. <clears throat> and it, it's so amazingly done. And I recommend anyone checking out uh, Tick of the Clock by Chromatics. I think I think you'll enjoy it. Um, uh, one of the biggest, probably the biggest song... <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, from the whole movie is actually the title sequence. Uh, it's right after the opening scene, and then we see the you know the title of the movie, Drive, and it has the credits, which are all in neon pink, by the way, in cursive. Like I said, this whole vibe, this very glossy pop, uh, vibe of the movie. It's a uh, it's it. The song is called Night Call by Kavinsky. Now this song is amazing as well. Uh, it's it, it's kind of hard to describe because it's this deep raspy uh you know techno voice you know I'm giving you a night call to tell you you know how I feel and then it's just it's it's also accompanied by this very beautiful woman's voice on the other half of the track and it you're you're gonna want after you see this movie I guarantee the next time you're cruising or you're driving you're gonna be playing all three of these songs I'm talking about and you're gonna feel like like (laughs) Like Ryan Gosling as the driver. It just has that feel. You want to get in your car. After the title opening and title sequence, you want to get in your car and just drive. That's how good this, this opening is. Uh, and then another really big song that I really enjoy personally, it's called A, A Real Hero. And it's, play, uh, it's by College and Electric Youth. Now, this song is played um, the first moment that uh, the driver gets to spend quality time with, uh, you know, Carrie Mulligan and her son. And it's also played as the final song uh, of the movie. Um, and, and both have a very, very different vibe. What's happening at those two times. But the song is the same because the feelings that, you know, the reasons he's doing each are, are, are very, very coincide with each other. And he's a, you know, a hero for different reasons. So I recommend again, Tick of the Clock by Chromatics, Night Call by Kavinsky, and A Real Hero by College and Electric Youth. Um I may even post the links for all three in uh in the description for this for this review. But you know, the rest of the the whole movie it, it has this vibe, this sense, uh, you know, kind of techno I don't want to say techno, but this this beautiful 80s that just elevates everything. Even the scenes of brutal violence, which sometimes there is no music because he cuts, and it's very, very serious, but uh, you'll know when you see the movie. The soundtrack is another character that, without it, this movie would not be at the level that it is. Um, as I mentioned earlier, now I want to talk about you know you as a general audience member, you as, a, as someone who's maybe never heard of this movie. So if you watch the trailer... This looks like it's some another action, Fast and the Furious kind of movie. And as I said before, it's not in any sense like that whatsoever, actually. Um, matter of fact, because of the trailer, there was a lady who went and saw the movie when it opened back in 2011. And she, she sued the studio For false advertising because she went in expecting some, you know, driving action movie. I mean, the driving, you know, for a movie called Drive with a lead character named Driver, I mean, there's not that much driving in it, I guess. You know, really, there isn't. I mean, there is, but not in, like, action scene driving. There are scenes of him driving at certain times, but that's not the focus of the movie. And she actually sued. I don't think she won, though. But that's how... Misleading that trailer really is to the movie, and I think it does it a disservice because, again, if you go into this, you know, um, in terms of dislikes, I don't find it as a dislike, but I could see as someone who's going to watch this movie, I could see someone not liking this. Like I said, the very the first half of the movie, other than the opening, is it's slow. It's a slow movie. It's 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 it's. I keep saying this word surreal. And the reason is because it, it's it's in reality, but with the music and their relationship and the lack of dialogue and the moments of just like you're seeing this character get happier and become comfortable and their love kind of grow in this very subtle but beautiful way, It's it's kind of slow and it's kind of jarring. So I want you to go in knowing that the first half of this movie – it's doing this because not only is it is it a fine story in itself, but it's also setting up this second half, and the, why the stakes are so high, and the violence, and all the things that happen. You know how they contradict the first half, but you also understand it. Uh, it. It's it's a it's a fairy tale almost. I mean that's why the guy's name is Driver. You don't even know his name. He's wearing the same outfit the whole time. That's why it's it's this surreal world that they've built um but it's not a fast and the furious movie okay um in terms of spoilers mild spoilers here there's a there's a point in the movie that uh, i the reason i say spoilers is because i want to talk about it i'm sorry uh it, it's one of my favorite parts in and in, in whole arcs of this movie so standard uh, Benicio and Carrie Mulligan, Benicio's dad, Carrie Mulligan's husband, you know, gets out of jail and he's, oh, he's, he's owes these gangsters money. And they, they come and they, you know, they beat the crap out of him. And uh, Benicio was there. He sees the whole thing. And, you know, the driver runs into him and, you know, the, the bad guys have left. And he's talking to Benicio as his dad is sitting over there all beaten and bloodied. And, and uh, he's like, are you okay? He's like, yeah. Then they go upstairs and, yeah, I'm not going to give too many details of what they discuss, but he comes back out and he sits down on the couch. And Benicio's playing with something. And he's like, what is that? And he hands it to him and it's a bullet. And driver goes, where'd you get this? Did that man give this to you? He's like, yeah. He said uh, to save it because, you know, he's going to use it here soon. So the bad guy gave this little kid a bullet and says, hold on to this for me, you know. And uh, the driver's whole attitude right then. This is why I mean this movie hangs on that relationship with that kid. So there's a, you know, he holds on to this bullet till later on in the movie. There's this. He's looking for one of the guys, and there's this. There's a strip club scene. And it's a long take down this hallway, and he goes down and he enters this, the room, like you know, the dressing room for all the strippers, and it's this square room, and it's just nothing but naked women, you know, kind of lining the walls in front of their mirrors, getting ready, and they're all naked, and it's the, the gangsters in the middle. And he comes in, hits them without saying a word, and he, he has a hammer in his hand, and he puts the bullet on his forehead. And he says, I want answers right now. And he raises the hammer. So it's just, it's so beautifully done because that when he first gets the bullet till this point, quite a bit of time has passed. And when he puts that bullet on his forehead and he has that hammer, it's just, that's what I'm I'm talking about. This, the movie's crazy, but in the best way possible. That's why that second half, I'm not going to give anything else away. Uh, even I feel like that's a little too much. But that just gives you an idea of what, what's coming. Um, another thing is uh, kind of a mild spoiler is this, um, this saying that he has. Uh, it's the very opening lines of the movie from him and the entire movie. Uh, and it's, it's what he – his um, – what his uh, – what the hell – what's the word – Uh, What his terms are, excuse me, holy crap. Uh, What his terms are as uh, a getaway driver. I'm going to read it to you now. Uh, This is what he goes. You give me a time and a place, and I give you a five-minute window. Anything happens in that five minutes, and I'm yours, no matter what. Anything happens a minute either side of that, and you're on your own. Do you understand? Like that right there tells you everything you need to know about this guy. Five minute window that's it. anything either side of that no, you're on your own. Anything in that five minute window? I'm yours. anything and it's just oh, man, I love that line. It's so good. Uh, you know th- those are his terms and like like I said, when he speaks, which is very little, he uh, he's very deliberate so so let's get uh, let's get to um, my my rating here. so I'm going to rate drive. You know, I was going to give it an A, but I think I'm going to give it an A plus because, again, the music, the soundtrack in this movie, you know, accompanied with a beautiful love story, um, an incredible second half that is tonally crazy different from the first, but complements each other. Um, But I think because of the music with everything else, the performance, the outfit it's this own movie that will never have a sequel, should never have a sequel, is its own thing. There's no movie like Drive. I'm telling you, it's so awesome. Uh, it's, it's got an A, which is the highest rating I can give it. Um, it's a hidden gem. I don't think enough people have seen it. Uh, and right now, it is actually on Netflix. So if you have Netflix, it's free to watch right now. I, I guarantee, you check it out. What is it, Sunday night? You have. Pfft, lazy movie night if you want to watch it tonight or if you want to watch it sometime this week uh, uh, give it you know give it a watch uh, and let me know what you think about it if you do let me know your thoughts on it Uh, and if you have seen it already also i want to hear what your thoughts on it did you like it did you not why either one Um, and uh, if you have any hidden gems of yours that you grew up watching that you don't think enough people have seen uh, uh, let me know in the comments as well maybe i've seen it and i'll do a review of it or if i have it then i'll check it out Doesn't mean I like it, though. So I may not like it, but you'll get my honest review. So that's my review of Drive. Uh, Check it out if you haven't. Uh, Be on the lookout for future hidden gems. I think the next one is going to be a movie called The Guest, uh, starring Dan Stevens, which is even more hidden than Drive, in my opinion. And awesome movie. Literally Dan Stevens' performance in The Guest. I don't know why this guy, because of that performance, he, sh- he should be everywhere in, like, awesome movies. But uh, I digress. But that's my review of Drive. Be on the lookout for future episodes, and thank you for joining me. Talk to you next time.